Welcome to Soulmates and Smut. I'm Loz. The world of romance entertainment is marketed predominantly to women, and yet it's often seen as less than real art. I've certainly avoided it for most of my life, but COVID lockdowns saw me reflecting on that, and now I'm making up for lost time. And I'm Em. I'm a lifelong lover of the genre. So I know it's possible to love something not in spite of its tropes, but because of them. Whether romance is your secret pleasure, or you proudly devour all the new releases, join us as we discover, celebrate, and often disagree about the movies and books of this complex, spicy, misunderstood, and yet deeply satisfying genre. Hi, everyone. It's Em. So the podcast is going to be a bit different today because there's no laws. To make up for no laws, I've decided to bring in some friends of mine who have their own podcast called Home for Hallmark, and I've also recently released a book. Brad, Molly, welcome to Soulmates and Smut. So excited to be here. Soulmates and Smut. (laughs) That is a terrible Australian accent. (laughs) It's going to be Brad doing uh, Australian accents the whole episode. Enjoy. (laughs) Hey, rise a blade. (laughs) Oh, my. So, Brad and Molly, I have met (laughs) via Instagram. So, Brad and Molly are friends of mine that I met through my Christmas Instagram page, Eggnog and Chill, because they have a podcast called Home for Hallmark. So you might be thinking, oh, no, Emma's got some, like, really full-on Hallmark fans on the podcast. (laughs) No. No, 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 no. But no. (laughs) Brad, Molly, tell everyone, how did you come up with your podcast? So we can blame Brad, really. (laughs) Um, You know, it was the pandemic, right? And I I think everybody's friend group started a podcast or Mm -hmm. thought about starting a podcast. The difference with Brad is that when Brad thinks about something, it actually happens as opposed Mm -hmm. to when I think about stuff, I just think about it and it's, oh, that would be cool. So Brad went out and made all this stuff happen and um, figured out how to do all this really cool effects and recording and, uh, you know, all that. And and we have this podcast and it's been, this is our third season. Sadly. (laughs) We're still here. So and the so Hallmark those, movies keep getting better. I know. And it, they're really like ruining our fun. It is ruining our fun a little bit. Yeah. yeah the Hallmark movies are starting to get a little bit more serious and enjoyable. You guys obviously on your podcast talk about Hallmark movies predominantly. I have been a guest on your podcast a few times now. So I thought it was only fair that I bring you guys on to talk about a Christmas movie. One of podcast. the best Christmas movies oh, ever. One, absolutely so, one of the best. Yes. It's our you. pleasure. It's yeah. <laughs> so good. Thank you. I, so much. We were going to do like a really like a bad one. I was like, no, let's do a nice one. Before we get into talking about it, though, something really exciting happened for you guys in October. You released a book, a real book, a real smut book. <laughs> A real smut book. Yeah, so there's the people who love the smut from our podcast would really like this book. Well, you gave us one of the greatest compliments about our book when you called it a 1970s bodice ripper. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's what it is because you said, what are you, in the 1800s? 1910. Oh, 1910. 
Yeah. <laughs> someone someone read the book. <laughs> <laughs> you know Thanks, what I Emma. pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have read the book and I have got the physical copy and I've got the Kindle copy copy. So Australian listeners, you can um buy the book through Amazon or you can through your Kindles as well. Tell us about your book. Well, it's called um, If Only Christmas Would Come, with an emphasis on that last word. Yes. As we, <laughs> as we started this book as a spoof novella, mm-hmm. um, and it took a turn. Took a turn about halfway through, but we were still set on the, the, the title, um, and so we proceeded as such. And yeah, no, it's a it's a Hallmark inspired Christmas romance novel. Takes place in 1910. It's laced with uh, Hallmark tropes like hot cocoa, candy cane making, butter churning, a Christmas gala. <laughs> oh yeah, a winter storm, a magical sleigh ride. Yeah, magical sleigh ride. Like, remember season one when there was always sleigh rides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't do sleigh rides as much anymore. They don't. Too yeah. expensive. I'm sure. Well, and there's all those like horse laws now. Yeah, the, oh, the animal rights uh-huh. got onto Hallmark finally. Yeah, uh, without giving too much away. It it has been called a predictable Hallmark masterpiece. Mm. So if Hallmark is your jam, it's right up your alley. But if it's not, if Hallmark's like, not up your jam, or not your jam. Right. But you also have to like to feel like f- feel tingly in your bits too i mean (laughs) yeah it's it's very smutty it's not g-rated no it's not at all and it doesn't read like a historical so if you if you're Mm -hmm. if you're thinking oh i don't like historical it doesn't read that way no Um, it doesn't yeah so so don't let that turn you off to it because yeah you actually did that really cleverly because let it turn you on yes No, and I'm not being biased because I do have a character named after me in the book, but I personally really love the book, and I think uh, people who listen to our podcast would really love it too. So I highly recommend getting a copy. I purchased about five hard copies just to give to some of my friends. You're very kind, Emma, and thank you for the plug. (laughs) Thank you so much. We would love no, to share absolutely. it. Absolutely. If I thought if I thought it was crap, I just wouldn't mention it. I wouldn't have invited you on because I'm like awkward. <laughs> Would have been like, uh, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> well, book. it's a good thing we're not here to talk about it. We're here to talk about something else. So. We That's- are. So we are here to talk about a movie, The Holiday. I have warned Brad and Molly that Laws is really often in control of this podcast because I'm, as everyone knows, am the person who doesn't pay attention to anything. So this could be a mess. I'm just saying that from the outset. (laughs) Are you saying that you've watched this masterpiece of a film and you've hardly paid attention to it? No. Okay. To be honest, it's actually good that we chose this movie because I've seen it that many times over the years (laughs) that you know, I could probably have not even rewatched it and got away with it, but I did rewatch it. I was a professional that did rewatch it. <laughs> you did your job. I did my job. <laughs> I'm going to read a synopsis out and then we'll just start talking about it. Iris, a society columnist in London, is still madly in love with her ex, Jasper, despite the fact that he cheated on her and is emotionally needy. 
Devastated to discover he's engaged, she decides to get away for the holidays. Amanda, a movie trailer producer in LA, decides to break up with her boyfriend, Ethan, after he admits to cheating on her. Coming across Iris's listing of her cottage on a home swap website, she messages her. They agree to switch houses for two weeks, starting the next day. Iris happily settles into Amanda's large house, but Amanda decides she has made a mistake and plans to return home the next day. That night, Iris's handsome brother, Graham, drops by after drinking too much at the local pub, hoping to spend the night. Amanda agrees, and after they talk, Graham unexpectedly kisses her on the lips. She suggests that they have sex, as she does not expect to see him ever again. The next morning, despite having enjoyed their time together, they go their separate ways. That evening, Graham meets friends at a pub for dinner, as he has had mentioned to Amanda, and sees Amanda there. She decided to stay. Iris meets Arthur, Amanda's elderly neighbour and an Oscar-winning screenwriter. Over dinner, Iris tells him about her troubles with Jasper. He gives her a long list of movies with strong female characters to watch so she can become the leading lady of her own life. Iris persuades Arthur to attend a Writers Guild event that want to honour him and exercises with him so he can walk on stage without his walker. She also befriends Miles, a colleague of Ethan's, who is dating aspiring actress Maggie. While at the video store looking for one of the movies on Arthur's list, he catches Maggie with another man. Iris explains her troubles with Jasper, and they have dinner together to bring each other's spirits up on Christmas Eve. Amanda opens up to Graham, telling him she has not cried since her parents' divorce when she was 15. Surprising him at his house, she discovers he is a widower with two young daughters. He kept his daughters a secret because compartmentalizing his life helps him deal with the overwhelming responsibility of being a single working father. They begin to think their relationship is more complicated than they can handle. On the day of the screenwriter's gala, Maggie asks Miles to take her back, but he refuses. Jasper surprises Iris by showing up at Amanda's butt, drawing on the example of the women from Arthur's films, she kicks him out. At the gala, Arthur walks on stage unassisted and Miles asks Iris out on a date for New Year's Eve. She agrees and kisses him. Meanwhile, Graham tells Amanda he has fallen for her and while she says she does not return the sentiment, they agree to try to make a long-distance relationship work. While heading to the airport, Amanda breaks down crying. She runs back to the cottage and she and Graham make plans to spend New Year's Eve together with his daughters. On New Year's Eve, Iris, Amanda, Miles and Graham with his daughters all happily celebrate at Graham's house. The end. This will be everlasting love. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a really well, fun scene. Great soundtrack. The whole Great yeah. soundtrack, really. Yeah, I, I, just to for your listeners, uh, I might nerd out over this movie because... <laughs> that, that's to, good, to, that's good because I... To off, yeah, to, off, <laughs> to help to help Emma out. Yes. For the things that I she need a, I need all the help I can get. So you've obviously both seen this movie before. Many times. Yeah. Many, Many times. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I hear people try and like compare it to like Love Actually because they're kind of, I don't know, the Hollywood movies. Oh my god, Molly, have you not seen Love Actually? <gasps> what? We've never <laughs> seen Love Actually. I never wow. I've actually wow. wanted to see it. How is that possible? Um, when did it? Well, see, it probably came out for me. It was probably she uses the, a fucking excuse for. Oh, I, it's, I, I was watching Dora. I was watching Teletubbies. 
It probably did. It was yeah. a relevant It celebrated that. a 20th anniversary, like, maybe this year, last last year, maybe. So at least 20 yeah. years. Yeah. My excuse is valid, Bradley. <laughs> Never seen it. Sorry. So it's going to be interesting for you if you do watch it because when it came out, like, 20-odd years ago, there's some there's some icky things in the movie where you'd be like, mm. Mm, like, it doesn't really go Does not resonate? Yeah. Post Me Too kind of? Yeah. yeah. But I still loved it when it came out. So for me, it's still like quite nostalgic and everything. But you guys, I, I don't know. You might you might not like it. The holiday doesn't really it. have that. It's yeah, old yeah. It's old as well, but it, it still holds up today. There's no real moments when you're watching it going, oh, that's a bit dated now. And, you know, I didn't really realize, I mean, it's, it's sort of timeless. I think I feel like the film is pretty timeless. And then I looked at it again and I and I had seen Jack Black in something uh, recently. I can't even remember what it was, but it is old. This is an old movie. Yeah, he's I really mean, young. Are, yeah. Like yeah. these actors, I mean, they're all in their pristine, you know. Yeah, this was their the like this prime, was the height of Jude prime. Law. Jude Law just went downhill after this movie. Yeah. I mean, this was one of Cameron Diaz's last movies. I yeah. think Kate Winslet has only gotten more beautiful, but that's mm-hmm. all those cigarettes she smokes. Something is something about unclean living or something. <laughs> I don't know. But but yeah, I didn't I hadn't really thought about how old this film was until I I rewatched it and realized Okay, I'm really terrible with remembering actors' names, like character names. So like Cameron Diaz's character, her assistants are in it for like two seconds. Yeah, right? John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Kat- Catherine Hahn. Yep. They were obviously nobodies when this came mm-hmm. out because they're in well, it for like five seconds. Right. And then John Krasinski was in Nancy Meyer's next movie with Meryl Streep called It's Complicated. Was yeah. he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even remember seeing him in that. He was the 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 husband. Wow. Which she I found was- really funny with the Easter egg when Amanda and Graham are in the car and she's like, you know, it's complicated. Well, yeah. having ha- having sex makes it complicated and i was like oh i at this point with these types of mo- with movies with book i'm always looking for like a good easter egg um mm. there's plenty of them in the romance world too they yeah. love referencing other things there's also Lindsay lohan pops up in this one too yeah james franco that, mm-hmm. what but, but Lindsay lohan did it as a favor to mm. nancy meyer because she was nancy in- meyers in the parent trap yeah. That was also Nancy Meyer. Interesting. Brad knows I don't even Nancy Meyer. I yeah, I, she is one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah, I mean, she's I think amazing. All, all of her movies except for the intern with Al Pacino and Anne Hathaway. Oh, I loved that movie. Yeah, it's complicated as a great movie. And uh what's something's gotta give with Diane Keaton and Yeah, that's a great that was one. A good one. Mm-hmm. Really good one. Yeah. And she did did she do the Father of the Brides movies? I think she did. Yeah. Also very good. Well, yeah. the first one was very, very good. Yeah. Second one was pretty good. Is, was there a third one? I think mm, there was a third one. They probably, just I probably, st- I probably oh, stopped. Oh, they remade it. <laughs> Emma's, Emma's a, a memory spare her attention span. Oh, that's she, right. she, she, can't, she can't make it through a third sequel. <laughs> no, I've said this a million times on the podcast. When, once people get together as well, I really right. then I just don't care. No. So when they've got like a follow up no. book and they're together already and it's them just being happy and stuff, I'm like, I don't care. Like, so you're all about the you're all about a slow burn. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Once they're together, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You just ruin the whole show. Yeah, and really, I mean, I mean, I know this is not the topic, but New Girl. Who who's watched New Girl? 
Yep. So I feel like if they had not, if Nick and, and Jess had not gotten together so quickly, that show it's would still be on the air. Right. But anyway, I agree yeah. with you, Anna. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I need, I, slow burns annoy the crap out of me in some TV series because they just go on for season after season after season. But I stop watching once they get together. So, <laughs> or if I look ahead, which I'm terrible at doing that, and I see the characters that I want to be together don't get together, I just, I don't bother then. Yeah. I just stop. <laughs> no point. No point. Emma knows what she likes. Yeah. This is not going my way. I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> I did love, though, another character, that, ooh, cameo in it, Dustin Hoffman. Uncredited cameo because yes. he actually was just in the area of where they were filming. And so he, when they were at the Blockbuster, and so he, they said, you want to be in it? And he said, sure. That's how that happened? Uh-huh. Yeah, I re- actually playing. read that myself oh my as well. I did a little bit of research and I saw that. <laughs> well, and then just rewatching, talking about that scene, just rewatching that was so nostalgic. They're just... Uh, well, you, I mean, I forgot. Yeah. yeah, I forgot how cool it was to go to the video store and on a Friday yeah. night. And, yeah, which I think it's hilarious that like Amanda Woods has that entire collection of DVDs, but they're still the, they right. still have to go to. <laughs> <laughs> of course, well, how else is he going to see his girlfriend? Right, making out with some bro on the street. Yeah, and sing all the theme songs. Other the, fun all fact: the Maggie, Maggie, Jack Black, uh, mm-hmm. girlfriend. She's from here. She's from Reno. Oh, is she? Uh-huh. Oh, is she? I didn't know that. Yeah. I and just remember her from A Knight's Tale, which was so good. Oh, with Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. Would you swap a house with someone? Yeah. Perhaps a freaking lootly. And when this, I saw this movie in theaters and um, there is an actual. That's how old web, this movie is. <laughs> yeah. I saw this. <laughs> this, uh, there is a, there used to be a, a house swapping website. Like that wasn't a made, made up like concept. Really? Uh huh. Mm. I would totally. And I don't do that. know that it was like a swap per se. But is it like it's but like it, Airbnb? Yeah, it's like the modern Airbnb. Yeah. But back then it was. And you had dial up, so it was like much slower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the website is so dated. And the way they're chatting so with dated. each other. I love uh, I love that whole scene uh, when she's trying to fake cry. I oh, I remember sad. laughing in the theater. Oh my gosh, so good. um and I can I can just the whole conversation. You know, I must say your house looks idyllic. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Are there any are there any men in your town? None. Uh, honestly, no. Perfect. Is tomorrow too soon? He really can't tell you where. Yeah, no, I mean like I this is a movie I could quote. Maybe we should just so, have done this podcast with Brad just doing a retelling of the, movie. Of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. From start I to end. Ooh, esophageal spasm. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie, Nancy Meyer, wrote this movie specifically for Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, which kind of blows my mind because ah. Cameron, Cameron Diaz is horrible in this movie. It is she. Well, I mean, she's not. What she's no. not a great actress. Like, well, she's adorable. She's funny. She's not. A but great. you put her up next to the nuance of Kate Winslet, mm-hmm. and it's just oh, so very it's different. Like she went to like TMCC, you know, acting community school. college acting school, right? So that movie was specifically written for the two of them, and then, um, when they went, they were putting other offers out. Jack Black only signed on because it was with Kate Winslet. Oh, did not know that. What other fun facts? So this movie was entirely filmed backwards. 
Yes, really? I have read that. Yeah. So the the end, the New Year's Eve scene when they're all dancing, mm-hmm. that was the only time that all four of the main characters were together. And it was the first day of shooting. Why was that, Mr. Be- Researcher? Well, just be- because of the way the schedule worked? Well, be- no, because no. they were filming, you know, these movies actually took place on set. So they were simultaneously filming uh, the Los Angeles stuff while they were also in, in got London. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So the house in Surrey is fake. Um, it was built. The The shell of the house was built just for the exterior shots. Which seriously blows my mind because I just watched rewatched Neil Gaiman's um, Good Omens, which I, I doubt either of you have watched. But I swear that cottage is in there. I'm going to rewatch it again. It's a um, shame because it's such a beautiful cottage. It is. Like that could be on Airbnb. In the garden. Oh, it would. It would stay there. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the house in Los Angeles is a real house that they filmed the exteriors at. But what's fun about that house, um, you know, the part where Kate Winslet runs through, she's looking at like the gym and the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They shot that scene multiple times. Oh, because they did not build the entirety of the interior of the set at once. It was when they were filmed, when they knew that they were going to film a kitchen scene, they built the kitchen. So, they did that shot those multiple times. So when you see her running into the kitchen, then, you know, two weeks later when they built the upstairs bedroom, then oh. she did that run through the house again. So she did it multiple times. Interesting. Oh. It works though. Like it feels yeah, like. Yeah, I you. mean, I did. It felt seamless. Yeah. That's because it's Kate Winslet. Mm. It is white. That is exactly Cameron right. might not have made it seem seamless. No, probably not. <laughs> She would have tried so hard, though. She would have. And she would have looked pretty well doing it. She would have looked gorgeous doing it. Yeah, for sure. But back to your question. Yes, I would for sure. I mean, I don't think no one would want to swap our houses, though, Emma. We live in like (laughs) small town suburb. Yeah. No. Well, shit. I'm like, I, I'd swap with with you, Emma. Heck yeah. Yeah, I would too. At, at Christmas time, I really like my dream is to have a... White Christmas. White Christmas. Does it okay, snow well, for you guys? Do it I think I think mm-hmm. this is sounding pretty good. It is sounding really good. I mean, good. Yeah. I'm down next, to swap next, next holiday. Christmas. Yeah. You could go get a Christmas tree up at Lake Tahoe. Yeah. You could go snowshoeing. Yeah, see, I want to do all of the Hallmark things as well. Like I want to, but I want to go, so I want to be there for a while. I need to go for fall. I need Halloween. I want to go to a pumpkin thing, a patch. I want to carve pumpkins. I'm we like, don't do that here. None oh, of that we do. Well, we have a so. spare room. I'm like, you guys need, like, we'll, yeah. we'll get you green cards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll I need to be there for a few months. <laughs> yeah, Every you, time. Sure, how long is a tourist visa good for? I got six months. I yeah. I, I don't know. Well, that's 120 days. Yeah. But, yeah. but you could, if you get here, yeah, you could do it because you could get here October ish and you could do it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, that is my dream. I've been to America a few times, but only in summer. So I need to, I need to do a winter, and I need to do a Christmas. I need to do a Hallmark Christmas. Absolutely, you need to go to North Star Village up in up in Truckee. Then that's the place for sure. Is that is that a real place? It sounds like a it is. It's town. a ski. No, <laughs> I know, right? But because it, it, there just was one on um, the. The Lindsay Lohan movie. Yeah, the Lindsay Lohan movie was North Star Lodge. But we actually have a North Star ski resort, and it's got the whole village, and it's got shopping and cocoa and skiing and all of it. So you guys get snow where you are? 
Um, it's not well. We're lower, but definitely uh, up in like, Truckee area. There's yeah, 10, 10, 10, 20 feet. Ten minutes from here, there's yeah. ten feet. Yeah. Okay. Because we're right. kind of like down, like just off the side of the mountains, basically. All right, and then you guys will have to come to Australia for Christmas. Bummer. Uh, where it's really freaking hot. <laughs> that sounds horrible. That sounds brutal. <laughs> Christmas Day can often be really hot. We have pools though, so there you go. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to go and I'm going to go look for for an old geriatric that I can nurture through the holiday season. I'm going to be a a real life Iris over in Australia. (laughs) I've got a few older people in my building um, that live. Perfect. Yeah. So perfect. (laughs) All right. We'll sort it. We're house hopping. As you said, there's the two simultaneous stories going on with this movie. Did you have a preference? Like, is there, are you watching one story and you're like, oh, I want to go back to the others? Well, I mean, it's interesting from a trope perspective, right? In terms of you've got the friends to lovers on one side, and then it's like the instant love. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, again, I want to, I would like to have watched Kate Winslet and Jude Law because they are to oh. me the two like polar, um, the magnets of the movie. Jack Black is, he's okay. And Kate uh, Cameron Diaz, she's okay, but like uh, Graham's story with like the widower and the kids, and Iris like with the real like heartbreak because Amanda Cameron Diaz's character, she it it just cuts off right the at, right at the beginning. She breaks up with him. It's done. Well, she didn't. She didn't really, really care. like him. No. They didn't like each other even. So no. So it's just the the other two characters they have like through the entire their backstory is weaved through the whole whole movie and i think they're more interesting characters maybe i just like british people and i think they're probably more <laughs> th- skilled actors yeah but... i probably just like i just like their accents <laughs> well, so to take away accent, the brother sister part though right yeah well oh, yeah no no i'm just uh, no <laughs> yeah and the incest well that's a different i was really accent. hoping there would be incest in the holiday <laughs> i love jack black in this movie i like I just feel like has he done other kind of rom commy ones before? Not really. No, Not really, no. and I think this was his first for um foray. Yeah, yeah, into the more serious. Into, yeah, and he stuff. was he was softer, and I mean it was coming off of School of Rock, right. where he was bonkers mm-hmm. as yeah. he is probably in real life. Yeah. Um. So no, I mean he was a sweet character. I mean one of my favorite. I mean there are so many like lines in this movie from you look like my Bobby um, to like the three musketeer stuff. And I wrote this for you, Iris. Oh, and I oh. used only the good notes. Oh, the good notes. The good notes. I mean, yeah. right. Lying. So cute. So cute. I mean, when in our, our party a couple of weeks ago, I mean, the, when he's telling her, Oh, a good book, uh, a, a funny greeting card. I weep. I'm a weeper. I mean, that's, yeah. that's me. I'm Jude mm. Law. Like, I'm like, I'll be like watching like, you know, some reality TV show and I'm like, I'll text someone. I'm like, fuck, I'm crying. (laughs) And you wouldn't know it to meet Brad. No, I only do it in private. Really, really hard, hard, like no one sees exterior. Yeah. I mean, they all have memorable moments in this movie. Mm. You know, even even, for me, Arthur and Iris, that's my favorite relationship. Oh, right. I mean. You're a leading lady, Iris. You know, there's the leading lady and the best friend. And, you know, she said, what does she say? Deserve to be the leading lady in my own life, for Christ's sake. I Mm -hmm. mean, then the other line, when she goes to pick him up at the door, 
with the he has the, the corsage and oh said, yeah no i hope it's not too corny corny, corny in my life corny. right now yeah yeah so, uh, so yeah yeah, yeah. Which, by i the love way, that their was, relationship that was his last movie i mean he was oh, he was 90 years old when they filmed that movie wow eli wallach and uh yeah like he's really like memorable to me like i know him but how do i know him like i don't remember he played a lot of just a lot of those kinds of tangential is that the word characters sort of well he had like a six sixty. you know what i mean he's he'd be somebody like angela lansbury like i couldn't tell you what she's in right but i know that she's had another you know right extensive career (laughs) yeah 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 I think this, well, I was about to say, I think this is his best role, but I obviously don't know his other <laughs> It's the best role I've seen him in. Yeah. Well, and what else makes this movie is um, Hans Zimmer's score. Yes. How, like, he, I mean, he yeah. wrote those, these bits um, for all of the characters, you know? So like Iris has a theme song. Mm-hmm. Amanda has a theme song. Arthur has a theme song. Which you don't, is not typical in a rom-com. Right. And you unless you watch it enough and you can like you hear it mm-hmm. you just think oh it's a nice like cohesive score but it's like in- everything was intentional about well that. and we're used to that in musical theater that's very common in musical theater and you see it even in more epic films like star wars and those kinds of things but that was unusual for a rom-com mm-hmm. yeah they usually just have like pop songs really yeah. yeah yeah but this one just we like and even just like i was out walking my dog last night after i'd watched the movie and there was like a a breeze coming through like a wind and then and then in my head i just started like all bets are off when the sand yeah yeah and i just started in my head like kind of like having the score start playing in my head and i felt like i was in the movie for like five seconds but yeah (laughs) so i have i have three distinct moments that outside of those three moments i would say this is for me a near perfect movie Ooh, what's not perfect about it? Okay, mm. so I lived in LA. Mm-hmm. So when Iris lands and they do that montage where she's driving along the Pacific Coast Highway in the taxi, that would never have happened because it's so remotely far away from LAX where she would have flown into that it was just, it's just laughable when you see it because it's like, where, she went an hour out of her way to film that, and or, <laughs> I, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's yeah. coming in inland, mm-hmm. so you're implying that she. It's like she flew in from San. She flew into Santa Barbara and, and took the Pacific it. Coast High in a taxi <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> but that's such an iconic piece of highway, right? Yeah, I don't even but remember it, that it, scene. Well, I mean, and and, okay. and the five, you know, like they're going to film her going down the five or something. Well, stuck in traffic. <laughs> Right. <laughs> kind, of, kind of ruins yeah, the moment. Kind of ruins the moment. Um, moment two is when uh, Iris and, oh God, what's Jack Black's character's name in this? Miles. Oh, I can't remember. Miles. Miles. When he shows up to um, get the laptop from Ethan mm-hmm. and she's like, fuck, I can't get the gate open. And the, the first gust of wind and, oh, I got something in my eye. Oh, let me look. You know, like <laughs> if you get an eyelash in your eye, you're not having somebody else that you've just met put their chubby fingers into your <laughs> to, into the lid of your eye. No, I mean, but it was, it's, it's romance. It's rom-com, Brad. We need that moment. That's their meet cute. I oh, I know it's their meet cute, but it's not. I don't know. It's not a Brad-approved meet cute. It's just <laughs> obvious. It just was. I, I mean, 
Um, and then third is when Amanda is driving into town on the opposite side of the road, on the opposite side of what she's used to, mm-hmm. when she's like clearly in like woods and she's passing the little car and then the truck. And when she and then all of a sudden she like bolts out from like a fucking alley. <laughs> it was like the continuity there really irks me. Well, you wonder, I bet there was a bunch edited out. Oh, I bet there was yeah. a bunch edited out there. That- right. But it's like she went from driving on a like a, a highway right. to popping out of a an alley onto Main yeah. Street in I th- Surrey. A thing that annoys me is like she's made to walk to the cottage because the car can't get any further. Right. But right. then every other time a car pulls up mm-hmm. outside the cottage. Well, it's because Graham drives a Range Rover. Yeah. So. And I think that her driver just wanted to get rid of her, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a rear wheel drive yeah. Mercedes. <laughs> I also find it weird. So you know how Graham's phone always rings and she looks at the name? Why do those daughters have separate cell phones yeah (laughs) with their own contacts that's true i know i tried to overlook that one yeah because she's like oh olivia but olivia's like four years old (laughs) it was right it would be like grandma's phone actually that didn't even occur to me Mm -hmm. yeah they were with their grandparents yeah they should be calling from the grandparents home phone (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i feel like that's a plot hole right there it is yeah Definitely. One of my favorite moments involving phones, though, is when Iris gets the phone call from Amanda. Hi, Iris. It's Amanda. Oh, hello. Oh God, Amanda, that. how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm just out walking, Charlie. Oh, I Graham said you met. Oh, he did? You know. What did he say? I was I was gonna I'm not gonna continue because I'm, I'm literally gonna just reenact that whole scene I love by that. myself. I love that scene. It was <laughs> your great. accent was perfect. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> The one thing I told her was that there's no men in this town. And there you go, go getting into her knickers immediately. <laughs> it's still me. It's still it looks. <laughs> it is a really good scene. Like it's, it's like so you're good. laughing at it, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what it was like. Remember what it used to be like when you had to put people on hold oh. and then go back? Like oh. it, so it, bad. often I would go back to the wrong person. I, I would say the Jack Black Kate Winslet kiss in this movie is one of the most, I think, like realistic, awkward, sweet yes, yes. movie first kisses ever. It, it would is, is really truly one of my. It's one of those moments in a movie that makes me like cringe and makes my heart swell. And it's adorable. And I, that's the one thing I really wanted to say because it's just so so real. Well, in the scene right before that, this is one of those movies where I, you know, I'm a weeper. And so <laughs> even though I know what's happening when they bring Arthur to the theater, mm-hmm. when they just like the, the crowd erupts, I don't, it just gets me every time. Yeah. And I yeah, think it's really his reaction on his face. It's yeah. almost like he was surprised in real life to see, you know, getting that sort of applause. Yeah. Yeah. Old people yeah. in movies like this make me cry. Like, well, that. like old dogs. They yeah. just make you sad. Yeah. Old dogs. Old dogs make you sad. They do. Generally. Yeah. Just generally. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Especially somebody that old. You look yeah. at him, you're like, how many more steps do you have? So you did the research. So yeah. how so how much of that was acting and how much of that was his really was he really infirm that infirm? Oh, I that you did that wasn't part of your research? <laughs> no, he's dead now, so <laughs> can't ask him. <laughs> yeah. He didn't he didn't do a biography on uh, an autobiography on his experience on the set of the holiday. 
The funny thing about this movie, like it's a Christmas movie. Christmas Day doesn't really happen. Mm-mm. It's like a montage, barely, not even. They have Christmas Eve where- Christmas fettuccine. Christmas fettuccine. So Jack and Kate are having that. And then Cameron's on her own and her thing. I don't even think we see Graham. And then it's like almost New Year's. So Christmas Day doesn't actually even happen. Well, is I mean, I know that it's it's sort of a Christmas movie, but it's really, I mean, and maybe that's why. Mm. It doesn't feel like a Christmas movie. Well, there's hot chocolate. Well, yeah. There's snow. Real snow. In the English scenes. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. You know, what's weird about watching this movie now is it's like, again, this movie came out 17 years ago. Mm. So now I'm like, I, I looked it up and it's like, I'm the same age as these people. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> Yeah, because when you first saw it, you would have been, what, 15? Like 17. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that's like me watching, you know, the first Top Gun and stuff like that. <laughs> right. When Tom Cruise was 20. <laughs> when Tom Cruise was hot. But other than that, it's a movie I watch every year. Yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's a Christmas movie. It's a holiday movie, even if we don't have Christmas Day. And, and you don't miss it. No. You don't miss it. You don't even notice. It, yeah. A cousin of mine pointed it out to me last year, and I was like, oh. You know, but I guess it's it, it's interesting because I don't really celebrate Christmas Day. Yeah. It's like Christmas Eve, like the dinner, the presents, everything gets opened, and then it's kind of just a free-for-all Christmas Day. There's like oh, I, well, I've never had set plans. Oh, that's not that ever been my experience. But Oh, I don't have a family. So Well, I, yeah, well. Yeah, we 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 celebrate Christmas Day, but for me, the excitement often is the build up to to the day. Yeah, well, and and for me too, recently it's different having kids. You know, because my kids, so I did the little kid Christmas thing and all that. Um, and I'm getting to the point now where my you know my kids are grown, one's married, the other's in a relationship. Pretty soon, I think it's going to be like, okay, it'll be Jess and I. What will we do on Christmas? I don't know. Maybe not a lot. Hope, hope that they come and see you hope at the they- geriatric home. <laughs> see, this is what you got to do. Yeah. You've got to meet. So my husband's Irish. So his family's in Ireland. So he has to do Christmas Day with me and my family. Mm. So, yeah, I got a good deal. Smart, Emma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no trading off. Yeah. No. <laughs> no having to go between houses. And Hi, stuff. honey. Mm-hmm. You, you get a Zoom call with your parents this year. Merry yeah. Christmas. <laughs> When my kids were like four and six, my grandparents were still living. Um, uh, Jess's grandma was still living. So we literally did seven stops that day at different houses. Yeah. At different houses. And we were supposed to eat. It was absolutely exhausting. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Yeah. We had to, like growing up, my parents were divorced. So I always had to have two Christmases. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't oh, see, see when my parents were divorced, my dad's second wife said, I don't want him around. So my <laughs> dad would, my dad would come over and he would bring presents in Christmas morning. And then oh. he would go be with his second family. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I know it was awful. <laughs> At least and you didn't the, have to move around though. Yeah. yeah he just the, came the, to you. The <laughs> one, the one time that I did go out to Christmas at these people's house, um, 
I got a tin. Oh, I've heard this. I got story. a tin. So everybody's opening gifts, Emma. Uh-huh. Everybody's sitting around. The whole family yeah. is opening Christmas gifts. My dad, you know, my dad and his wife and my half. The, the, everybody. I mean, it's probably twenty five people. And then they were like, "Here you go." And it was like a little satchel of like chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right. Yeah. <laughs> A teenager. Yeah, I was like, they were very like formidable years. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I will never forget that. All right. Well, that's not something that's forgettable. Brad, you should have to come to Australia for Christmas then because my family really celebrated it. So you can come and celebrate Christmas with my family. Okay. So this Christmas, I'm going to get a passport. Yeah. (laughs) Next Christmas, I'm going to Australia. Yeah. Well, my company takes, you know, they shut down. So yeah, for two should. weeks. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I know. <clears throat> Come right. to well, yeah. <laughs> Plans are set. Okay. <laughs> Start shopping airfare. <laughs> I gotta get beach body ready now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go down to Bondi Beach. <laughs> Bondi. Oh. Oh. Mm. Bondi. 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 All right. So we'll do the ratings. We'll start with you, Brad. How many smooches would you oh, I just, holiday? I just gave you my you rating. Just did. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. I can't hear anything. What is that? How many? You, what do you mean you can't hear anything? I can't hear anything. I'm actually giving it smooches. It's five. I, I give it five. <laughs> Brad is making a, a, a thing with his mouth, kissy. everyone. Kissy. kissy. He's making yeah. a kissy sound, and I can hear it. Oh, I can't hear, hear it. No, I, I couldn't hear, hear it. it. Yeah. It's kind of a gross, wet, sucking sound. So you're probably lucky. Oh, yeah. I can hear it now. <laughs> I just snorted. Wow. <laughs> so sexy. Molly. How Definitely five. Definitely five. Love it. Yeah. I think I think it's the probably one of the best Christmas movies, right? If we're going to. Yeah, I mean, that. definitely rom you know, definitely for Christmas rom-com for sure. I mean, you've got the yeah. classics, you know, um, A Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life. And you, there's a whole different class of movie, but mm. absolutely Christmas rom-coms for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And well, look, I would say it's better than the Love Ac- than Love Actually, but neither of you have seen that. So <laughs> we'll take your word for <laughs> we'll it. Take your, we believe you. I'm also going to give it five. I think it's. Oh, sorry, yeah. we didn't even ask you. I know. Thanks, Emma. Emma, what about you? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. We're the guests. We're not the host on this thing. <laughs> Loz and I oh. always finish our episodes with a thing called dessert, so it's just like something sweet at the end. I checked this with you before we started recording, but a few episodes ago, I tested Loz's knowledge on some Australian sex slang. Mm. And neither of you have heard this episode, so I'm going to test your knowledge. As- I like how she uses dessert and something sweet, and then we're getting quizzed on sex terms. <laughs> yeah. What kind of dessert are you? That, this doesn't seem sweet to me. No. <laughs> this seems a little bit torturous. Well, it, let's consider this to be a bit of research for you because you are romance. Well, yeah. All and we had now. toyed with... Yeah, we had toyed with having a down under book. We're not... We're, we're still brainstorming lots of future releases so you're right yeah yeah research research research. really important research so i'm gonna say a word oh god and you have to try and guess what it means well and i i want both of us to have to guess and then at the same time 
<laughs> well, because I don't want you to say something and then be like me be able to. Okay, at the same time. At the same time. Okay, so the first one is Pash. Pa- Pash. P A S H. Pash. Hold on. Three, two. Ball sack. <laughs> did you say ball sack? I did. I did. What did you say, Brad? I said I, I said oral. I, I, well, you said sex terms, not like anatomical. Why isn't okay? It's slangs. It's sex slangs. We're okay. Pat, we're All either right, of well, us close. N- no, you're both no. wrong. <laughs> both wrong. Okay. So Pash is just like to kiss. So oh. a, a pash is wah, a kiss. Wah. Wow. So she just gave us like a rated G. <laughs> right. I we started to porn. I st- yeah, I started. I started. I started uh, low. Okay. She's, she was trying to warm us up to it. Now, well, I think that what go. we've done is we abbreviated passionate and kiss and it's oh. turned into pash. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure there's someone who knows language. Can, can you use that word in a sentence? Did you get a pash last night? Or oh. I, I pashed him. So do you, you do you use the word kiss? Yeah, yeah, kiss is a word too. Yeah, but pash would be like. But if you could, if you had to choose, if you got to choose between pash and kiss, you would. I would obviously say pash. Oh, it was passion. <laughs> yeah, so like you know how? Well, do you know in, in in the UK how they use the word snog? Yeah, which to have a, a snog is to kiss someone. So we would use pash in the same way. Okay. I had never heard of snog either. Oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> right. I have. I told. I have the infinity for <laughs> British people. So oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, next term. Come on, right. throw it at us. Clacker. So C L A C K E R. Clacker. Clacker. Oh no! Now I want to use. Oh, can I change my answer for the last one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Clacker. Mm-hmm. But it has an E R for us mm-hmm. American people. C L A C K E R. Okay. 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 Jerk off. What is it with me and anatomy too? Like I'm. What did you say, Molly? I said penis. Okay. So, a term we would use would be up the clacker. Oh, was I right? I said jerk off. No, up the clacker is like up up the ass. Oh. (laughs) Clacker. You're a fudge clacker. <laughs> a clacker. So yeah, we, we we would say up the clacker, uh, like as a term. <laughs> Can you use that in a sentence, please? She just did. Oh, up the clacker. Did did you get it up the clacker last night? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh dear lord. Okay. All right. Next one. How many of these are there? There's five. So you've got three to okay. go. Okay. All right. Gobby. G O B B Y. Something with something to do with one's mouth. I think so too, but like when you are, are we going? <laughs> I can't look at you when you say anything like that. I don't know. Is it like okay, when okay, somebody? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Tonguing. <laughs> oh, tonguing. Oh no, I was thinking like like <laughs> saying it, like gagging on something. No. No, that's too literal. Okay, so he's he, not swallowing his bread. Go- gobby? I well, don't it's know. it's it's a blowjob. Oh, so I was right. Well, you were closer than yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah so what? yeah, 
All right. The next one is root. R-O-O-T. Root. Can you use that in a sentence? But does it give it away? Yeah, we'll give it away. Root. Oh, I I got a root last night. Okay. Something deep. (laughs) (laughs) I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think so. So this is the one that um, often, because in um, in Canada, they have like Roots Canada, right? That's a brand. Oh, we don't. You're closer than me. I know this. (laughs) (laughs) You're also worldly. Canadians have their own weird. Yeah, so they've got this brand called Roots Canada, and it's like one of those brands that they use wear a lot. So they'll come to Australia and they'll be wearing like Roots Canada. And everybody's laughing at that. But in Australia, root means a completely different thing. Mm. Okay, okay, I'm just something deep. I don't. <laughs> did you? So you said, did you get a root last night? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's got to be. <laughs> I can't look at you. Like, I guess. like a pound. Did you get penis? Did you get penis? Yeah. So it's just sex. Root is sex. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Like he's rooting yeah. around in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pretty much. All right, you ready for the last one? We're ready. No, No, we're never going to be ready, but let's just do it. Crack of fat. What? (laughs) Crack. So C-R-A-C-K. Crack. A, separate word. A, fat. F-A-T. Crack of fat. And it's different than cracker. What was was, cracker? That was 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 cracker. Mm. But crack of fat. Crack of fat. Is it like a a rim job? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it well like is it to be fingered? is it to be fingered no it's an erection oh, oh. so he cracked a fat we've done i mean we have been worse <laughs> this isn't bad <laughs> look you were close we with a lot of them he got wood That's yeah so we... it's the same thing we would say crack a fat <laughs> oh wait did how do you how do you use that in a sentence well, like he got crack wood, like he cracked a fat. Oh, okay, he cracked a fat. Okay, yeah, he got an erection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez! All right, well, that's all the Australian slang. So I look forward to your next romance novel, which will be set in Australia. <laughs> An American in Australia, <laughs> learning to crack a fat, cracking a oh, fat wait, everywhere. No. I, don't, I don't know that you learn that, Molly. No, I think that just happens. Emma, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having us on your podcast. Um, We wish laws would get better, um, feels better. Yes. Yeah, me too. You'll be able to resume uh, your regularly scheduled programming. Thank you for joining, though. You've taken time out of your Saturday night to come and join me, and I really appreciate it. It was wonderful fun. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. To see what we're talking about next and to join the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Soulmates and Smut.